It's The Inch Show, Australia's only show dedicated to innovation from Adelaide, Australia and across the globe. It's David Grice and Troy Sincock. We're talking innovation on The Inch Show podcast. And talking of podcasts, we've been entered into the Australian Podcast Awards. We sure have. We've been entered into the business and marketing category. Now, this used to be called the business, marketing and innovation category, but they dropped the innovation off the end of the title because it was a long word and, you know, made the title too long. Gotcha. So I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, what a, an amazing honour just to be uh, entered into this thing. Yeah, what would be an even greater honour is if we receive the popular vote. David and I have never been uh, considered popular by anyone's standards and this is your opportunity to make our dream become a reality. Well, at least, you know, even if we got one vote, we'd be more popular than what we are right now. <laughs> that is exactly right. The AustralianPodcastAwards.com. There's been some incredible news in innovation right around the world. So Claire joins us again uh, today on the podcast and she's got a story about how humans um, will have to be genetically modified to make it to the red planet alive. What else have you got for us, Claire? Cheers, David and Troy. This week I'll be talking about glucose testing contact lenses. But first... Scientists in Britain have developed a new test that can identify which medicines will work for specific cancer patients. This breakthrough could make cancer treatments more effective and could reduce the side effects. The team from the Institute of Cancer Research and the Royal Marsden grew microtumors in a lab using biopsies taken from 71 cancer patients. The test involved stomach, bowel and other cancers found within the digestive system that had spread through the body. During the study, the researchers tested different drugs and medicines on each microtumor to find which one had a higher chance of curing the patient. The testing had a 100% success rate of correctly identifying which drugs wouldn't work. In about 9 out of 10 cases, the chosen drugs actually reduced the size of the tumours. As cancer patients require personalised treatments and medicines, the medical advance could mean they can access the right care sooner. This research has the potential to save so many lives and drastically reduce the amount of suffering, so let's hope this process becomes more widely available. Researchers in South Korea have created a new kind of contact lens that uses microtechnology to test blood sugar levels that could improve the lives of diabetics. The device can alert the wearer when their blood glucose levels are too high or low. Scientists had to make sure the contact lenses were comfortable and non-harmful, so they used a soft, transparent and flexible material often found in normal contact lenses, but also added glucose sensors, wireless power transfer systems and an LED display. The graphene glucose sensor regularly monitors the glucose levels in the wearer's tears. It sends the information collected to an antenna located inside the lens, which starts up the LED display. If the glucose levels are too high or too low, the LED light activates. Thankfully, we won't have to wait long for this groundbreaking technology. Clinical trials will begin soon, and if they are successful, the contact lenses are expected to become available within five years. Elon Musk's dream of colonising Mars doesn't seem too far away from becoming a reality, but there's a big problem. Radiation. The humans who make it to the red planet will most likely have to be genetically modified to ensure they're radiation resistant. It's one thing to have protective suits, but it's another to make sure that if those suits fail, the colonists still have a chance of surviving. Around the world, scientists are researching how this can be achieved. Professor Christopher Mason from Will Cornell Medicine in New York City believes gene editing could create a biological defence to radiation. Radiation resistance tests already exist, like one that can predict how much radiation a cancer patient can be exposed to. 
Researchers also know a lot about humans and animals with genetic defects that cause them to be extra sensitive to radiation, but they don't know a lot about resistance to it. Without protection from radiation, astronauts risk suffering from radiation sickness and damaged cells and even have a high chance of developing cancer later in their lifetime. So let's hope gene editing proves to be successful. If it doesn't, Elon Musk might have to wait a little longer for his dream to come true. And that's what's in news this week. Thanks, Claire. Well, David, gene editing, I tell you what, obviously we're doing it at a small scale, but to think that, you know, we're looking at the magnitude of how we can live on other planets. I mean, it's been something that people, you know, that are interested in space have been dreaming about for years and years and years. It's really interesting to think about this because, you know, we're talking now about space travel and, and, you know, inhabiting other planets. You know, like we've got our Elon Musk of the world that are trying to get into space travel and, and Richard Branson and those sort of major names around the world. I wonder if they'd ever considered not just about how to get there, but what you do when you get there, you know, and, and how you survive while you're there. And I'm sure that there's a lot of work around that. And, um, you know, even last year we were talking to those innovators from um, Hybrid World Adelaide where, you know, they're talking about modifying genes and cell structures and different things like that. It just it, This is another thing again, isn't it, that's just going to completely change the way we think about things. And, you know, what about how, you know, we can learn and, and in terms of how things like cancer and radiation, you know, affect our, our bodies here on Earth, but what are we going to learn from from these kinds of things, you know, in that, that, in that future thinking? Mm. And if we have some of these um, things in place which will enable humans to, you know, uh, live in different environments and potentially live longer, what else will we have to do to make sure that we're in, like, tip-top shape if we live to 150 years old? Well, there, we already know that we're, we're ageing, you know, the population's getting older and older and, uh, and we're living longer. So, yeah, I just really wonder whether or not, you know, the applications here for us is is about, like you say, getting past our hundreds and and all of those sorts of things. I mean, sounds like the Queen will be writing a lot of letters. <laughs> <laughs> David Grice and Troy Sincog, we're talking innovation on the In Show. Check us out at the In Show online Facebook and follow the In Show on Twitter. Tomorrow on the In Show podcast, we're going to talk to a lady who's doing some really important work and uh, dealing with innovations that assist refugees, David. That's right. But it's also actually creating around that. So, you know, bringing the tech community around problems that refugees face when they come into countries is not just into Australia. This is around the world. The the Techfugees Hackathon not only happens here in Australia, but it's happening in other countries around the world as well. So if you're in a place that has this event happening, make sure you just jump on and, and, you know, what this is going to do or what it's already doing is going to change thousands of lives. Yeah, it's wonderful. It teaches refugees new skills as well as drawing on the skills they already have for the benefit of new communities. Uh, her name's Janine Malcolm from the Tech Fugees Hackathon. It's happening in May. You'll hear her story on the next In Show podcast. The In Show News. Subscribe to the In Show podcast on iTunes. A Dave and the Beanstalk production.